Good evening and welcome to season one, episode four of Ryan and Ryan Education Today. And we are picking up this evening with part two on our talk of about how to complain. Good evening, Ryan. Hey, hey, how's it going? Good. Um, thank you for coming back out. For yeah. I, I was wondering if I might lose you there <laughs> at some point. Um, appreciate everybody listening and and you know like we were talking in the previous episode go out and if you think this would benefit somebody share it with them um, yeah you know we appreciate all the positive feedback we've been getting and ryan last time and this actually stems back into our talk with dan um in the in the first two episodes so i would encourage our listeners if you haven't at least listened to part three at mm. this point you're probably going to want to go back and do that we may summarize that a little bit here yeah but it would be really to your advantage to have gone back and listened to part three mm -hmm. but we were talking about complaining and more or less talked about that complaining now is very different than it has been in the past mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And, and I'd like to I'd like to mention complaining and confrontation kind of are two things that kind of go a little bit together. Uh, and I was listening to a podcast on the way in, and, and uh, he was talking about confrontation. And he brought in the evolution part of confrontation, which I thought was really interesting, uh, which was early on in our, I guess, evolutionary history, we would be confronted with something and it would be a life or death situation. And so our brain is wired to where we would avoid those situations. We would avoid confrontations. And so you think about complaining. Now, sometimes complaining gets in that little confrontational part. Um, but when it's done in a uh, cowardly way, I don't know, in, in a way that is, is anonymous and, and uh, you don't have that confrontation potentially, but you think about the consequences of something like that. It's not life-threatening. It becomes then, you know, anxiety-threatening, mental status-threatening. If you're complaining to people and, and you don't want to confront them, but you're putting yourself out there and whatever's wrong, and then how does that affect that other person, right? So that's something that we, we might be able to hit on a little bit farther down the road here. Uh, but we were talking about what's a complaint, the history of complaining. You know, we dealt with, of course, a lot of stuff with social media. Uh, and, and, like, it's not, we're not blaming social media. That was something we wanted to make sure we put out there. But it is the chief way that complaining gets from now to two seconds from now. You know? Sure. And I, and I think we kind of talked about that. And, and maybe we didn't say this, so maybe we need to specify this. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think social media is a bad thing. Oh, no. You know, I have friends that, that do not live in this area that, you know, I'm thankful when they post pictures of their kids so I can kind of mm -hmm. monitor and see what's going on. And, you know, I'm thankful for the sports center stuff that comes out on Twitter. And, yeah. You know, like I, I don't, you know, I kind of enjoy that. So mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily saying that that social media is the devil yeah right. and i think that's that's important that that people realize our job what we're trying to do by making a podcast is draw awareness yeah. and and talk about how to do it the right way and we spent a lot of time in the first one identifying the problem yeah. right yeah. yeah this is the culture yeah social media is just a symptom yep, yep. We, we talked about that the me versus you the immediate feedback and, and like I've already said a couple times, if you haven't listened to part three, 
uh, would really encourage you to go do that if you're just happen to be catching our podcast for the first time. Um, that it's it's not a conspiracy, right? right we right. talked about that. Yeah. Um, we talked through a couple different uh, sources um, as we talked about complaining, like that it, it's when expectation doesn't meet reality. Mm-hmm. We talked about Tim Kite. I mentioned, you know, Chris Stewart. Um, but we left that um, last podcast talking about things that specifically fall in the education realm. Mm-hmm. And we had talked about playing time. And it might be one of the most complained things about in a school system. We have school-based sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and it comes up. Even if it doesn't come up, you know that it's being talked about. Yeah. yeah. In team sports especially. Yeah. And, and so some of that's balancing. You know, I'm sorry, but at the varsity level in high school, it's about winning. Yes. And, and, and I think that uh, we, we do have to have some kind of perspective on that. Like, where, 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 where is this going? You know, is it, is it about us winning? Is it about the coach doing what's best for the team? Is it about the, the coach developing a player? Um, and I would say yes to all those. Yes to all those things. Absolutely. Uh, and, and when it comes down to uh, the whole point of it all, though, I think the character building of sports is what you're going to get out of it. You know, that we could draw up some numbers of, of kids that play here, that play at the next level, uh, and what their expectations are of doing that here. Uh, and we can, we can, you know, if that's your future, if that's what you're looking at, might be the wrong perspective. I think the developing the person is a little bit better than, than having, like, the best winning season of all time, you know. And I think in the long run, that's what us as coaches are looking to do. Whether that trust is built between you and the player and the parent, that's a different story. You know, that's, that's something that could be a whole other podcast and how you do that. But. Sure. And, and I, I would say that, you know, there are times where in, in more successful programs around the state pick a sport, doesn't matter yeah. which, the trust is there. Yes. But – you and I both know, and, and anybody listened to this knows our basketball coach. Mm-hmm. Okay? And is one of the best dudes you will ever meet. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not talking basketball. Yeah. yeah. I'm just talking as, man, one of the best guys you're ever going to meet. Yep. yep. Great basketball coach. Great relator to kids. But, but he still had to deal with that some. Yes. And it, it happened when expectation didn't meet reality. Right. You know, there was some friction at times with, with some of his teams. And it, it was always interesting to watch him work through that. Uh-huh. But, you know, so, okay, there's the playing time. Yeah. There's one that schools deal with. Yes. Let's, let's talk about grades. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so, you know, I'll say this. As a high school principal, I get a lot of calls related to academics Mm -hmm. okay and and it's not like hey did you see your report card yeah which you know marshall's pretty good like let's just call it what it is yeah but uh it's hey little timmy got a 50 on his math test yeah little timmy got a 50 on his english test Mm -hmm. you know whatever and i'll get the question what are you going to do about it And, and your response immediately is, have you talked to the teacher? Have you talked to the teacher? Yeah. And so, you know, I do understand that sometimes 
expectation doesn't meet reality when it comes to grades. Mm -hmm. I can imagine as a kid, if you studied a bunch for a test, you know, biology, you teach biology, kid yeah. goes home, they work on their biology, they get to the test, they go blank, yeah. they get a 50. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you get the call from the parent. Okay. And they say, Hey, you know, Susie worked really hard on her. I feel bad for whoever Susie Susie, is, Susie's not doing very good. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> Susie. Um, but because we've used you as an example a lot, Jimmy, Johnny, Timmy. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to all those. But um, expectation did not meet reality. As that parent and that student, you know, in our school, we're going to give you an avenue to fix the problem. Correct. Correct. Okay. And, and we talked about grading practices. That'll be a whole nother podcast later. We've got some guests lined up where we talk about and kind of take on school grading. Yeah. Um, but talk a little bit for what you would want from the teacher perspective. Um, you know, if there's an academic problem mm -hmm. now, what I can say, and we've talked about this already is don't let your first move be, I'm going to call Ryan Weary a dirty sock uh -huh. on social media. Uh -huh. That's not going to get you anywhere. Right. Right, right. So from the teacher perspective, what do you want to see when expectation doesn't meet reality first from the student? Yeah. And, and it's, it's a lot of the same way as we were talking about with playing time. And the first thing, the protocol really would be your kid. They're the one that we as a, as a teacher would like to see them develop those study habits, them take responsibility for their work uh, and, and not so much necessarily the parent having to check on them all the time. And then as a parent, I don't want to do that with my kids. I want to develop my child to where they are self-reliant and self-responsible. So I think the very first step would be uh, your child coming up to the teacher asking questions. And hopefully, again, going back to relationship building, hopefully that the teacher has built that relationship to where it's an easy, it's an easy avenue to ask that question. Of course, here at Warren High School, we have built-in study halls and PLP, personalized learning period. Kid has an opportunity, hey, get a pass from a teacher, come in, get some help. That's an everyday thing that they can do if they're struggling with it. Uh, I can tell you from personal experience, that happens very little from a kid. It usually comes from me. Like I'm the one saying, hey, why don't you come in during PLP? You know, you, need, you think you need some more help? Here's a pass. Come in POP. And let's see what you can do. Not necessarily from the kid. Really, the responsibility has been put on, on me to recognize that, uh, to, to, to get the kid in here. And sometimes, I don't, I don't want to say it happens too late, but, you know, we got, we're getting a fresh batch of kids in the beginning of the year. I don't necessarily know Timmy's study habits. I don't necessarily know uh, how he's going to do until we get into that first kind of like nine weeks. Uh, and, and then from there, uh, you know, we can get some help after that. But I, I think that that relationship needs to be built early between the student and the, and the, and the teacher. Um, I, I certainly like getting emails from parents. Give me a heads up. Hey, Timmy struggled with science in last year. Um, we'd really like to see if you... Uh, either bring him in, give him some extra help, something of that nature. I love that stuff because it, it makes my job easier. Uh, so, so yeah, first off, teacher-student relationship. T student come in, get a pass, get some help, ask questions. And I think it's important, too, for the kid and the parent to understand, and I'm not saying on a, a report card, like final grade as a failure. Mm -hmm. okay? 
But sometimes failure is the best teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it really is. Yeah. That, that, hey, this chapter, I didn't do any of my formatives. Yeah. Yep. I got a D on the test. Yeah. Next chapter, I'd better not do that again. Yeah. You know, that, that now if you repeat that cycle and you get a D. Yeah. You know. And, and I would say uh, this, I don't know how much we want to get into the whole course formative summative deal. Uh, but within our system that we've developed over the years, it's pretty hard for a kid, first of all, not to do well. And second of all, not get help. Because uh, by the time they get to that summative grade, they've had chance after chance after chance of either doing the work and figuring out what they're missing or trying to get help before that summative grade comes around. I, I think that's a, that's a huge – and. I don't want to speak for other school systems when that comes around, but I don't know what their system looks like. But for me as a teacher, when we went to that and we were able to develop that system, parents know exactly what the kid's grade is. You know, we talked about social media. Well, instantly, right, they know what it is. They know what it is right now. Google Classroom, PowerSchool, you know, if I'm doing my job properly as a teacher, I, I have that feedback system. And that kid knows, and that parent knows, if they just, you know, click that button and check it out, they'll see what their kid's doing and what they're not doing. And, and so in this world of feedback-oriented technology, that becomes a whole lot easier. I mean, we had, we had interims recently. And, and in my, my personal professional opinion, interims are just like, yeah, it's, it's like you can have an interim every day. Like, you could go check your yeah. kid's grade. There's, you know, interims are just like halfway point type thing. You know, what are, what are we looking for? It's a set period just halfway through. But really, an interim happens every single week through school. You can check your grade now anytime. You don't have to wait on the, on the paper version to come to your house. No, a report card is, is almost at this point obsolete. Obsolete. Right? Like it's, it's not yeah. like it was where they were handwritten back in the day. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that I. And, yeah. and uh, yeah. in gym class, you got an A or an O or something like that. I got real good at changing D's to B's. So <laughs> yeah, I got that little loop in I there. Got, before I got home. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. But, uh, you know, and, and my mom had to know, by the way. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but go, yeah, going back to, you know, how to comp- – or not necessarily how to complain, but how do you approach that? I, I think, it again – it starts with the teacher-kid relationship. Uh, and, man, when, it, when, it, when that happens, when that clicks, uh, you know, I love it as a teacher. Yeah. Like, like that's, that's one of my greatest, you know, why you become a teacher in the first place. Well, we talked about that. You know, I wanted to coach. But when you get, when you get to uh, that aspect of when you really help a kid, it's, it's, and when it's a two-way street, that's when it's, it's well, valuable. That ownership of learning we talk about all the time in, in our profession, mm-hmm. um, that, that that's when it really happens. Mm-hmm. Like that's when that clicks that the kid's like, oh, if I do this, this, and this, you know, I'm, I can get this result. Or if I don't understand, oh, I can go talk to him. He's an, a, a nice guy. Like yeah. he exists outside of school. Right. He's a good guy and truly went into this to serve. Right. And, and I think that's an important piece for parents to understand is that you know we have meetings after meetings after meetings like some people will tell you on our staff mm-hmm. you know, god we have a bunch of meetings mm-hmm. right but we're constantly evaluating our craft mm-hmm. it's so if, if as a teacher i gave a test and every kid missed a question 
Yeah. That's on me, not the kid. Like I didn't yeah. either. The question's bad. I didn't cover it appropriately. Um, and, and we do that. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, know, it happens. If uh, you give a test and your highest grades a 65, you're not yelling at the kids. You're just like, oh, okay, I have failed somewhere mm -hmm. here in yeah. my delivery and making the content line up to the exam. You know, I failed somewhere. So we constantly evaluate where we're at. Yeah. And so it's not arbitrary. Yeah. We're not out to get anybody. Right. Right. You know, it is not your kid is not being targeted. Now, do we make mistakes sometimes? You bet. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and and one of the things we'll do here, if we make a mistake, we're we're going to own it. We're mm -hmm. going to use it as an opportunity for growth and to get better. Yeah. And and it does happen. Like for me to sit here and say that my school or any school for that matter is always perfect, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. And I'd like I like to within this this area of complaining, I'd like to interject. This isn't in the script, by the way, but but rigor. Okay, yes. let's talk. Let's talk about rigor real fast because when you do get to the high school, there is an expectation, and that expectation has been set either by the state of Ohio, uh, it's been set by whatever standards we get evaluated by as a school, uh, not necessarily, um, you know, the same as they come up through. Like like rigor gets, rigor would be how how tough the class is. Uh, what to expect, and as they get higher and higher in high school, you know, brain development, they should be able to learn X, Y, Z and do it in an efficient manner. And I think that that is something that, well, I've always get it. I always get A's. I've got A's my entire career. And then you get up to, and it's just taking case, biology. You get the biology. Well, I've never gotten a B before. I'm like, well, I guess versus grade, versus what you've learned, right? And that's, that's where rubber meets the road, uh, especially at, at a sophomore, freshman level. Okay, you're going to have to change your focus. Are you focused on what you're learning, or are you focused on what your grade is? Like, like which one's important to you? And I would say uh, of the kids that have graduated, gone through the school system, uh, some of our higher-ups, even some of our non-higher-ups have come back and said, listen, I learned something. I took, you know, when I took this class in college or if I took this class later in life, you know, I recalled what you said. And, and that's, again, something that validates a little bit of what we do. Um, but, but it's also an expectation of where sometimes complaining comes into play. Well, what about my, you know, scholarship? What about my, my straight A's and being a straight A student? Well, uh, I, you know, if I, I'm complaining about this because I can't get a B. And, you know, that's where, what is it you said, reality? Expectations. Expectations, yeah, don't meet reality in that case. Well, yeah, maybe you were a straight-A student in fifth grade. Yeah, and well, and here in Ohio, somebody's listening from out of state. We have end-of-course exams, and uh, biology is one of those. Mm -hmm. and, and Ryan and his, uh, we'll say, biology comrade, <laughs> um, their scores are, are through the roof. Um, he does uh, – a, a great job with it. You, you and Andy both. Um, Andy says co-teacher's name, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, not necessarily co-teacher. Just um, they, they. We're doing they're the doing, same thing at the, the same, same things. And and if you're a science teacher or a teacher for any subject out there, and, and these two guys would be a great model for you know how to teach the same subject from different classrooms mm -hmm. and end up with results like that. And but I think it's important that 
kids challenge themselves mm-hmm. any rigor yep. but at any level whatever is going to challenge you it doesn't it, it doesn't have to be an advanced placement class it can be right but you know whatever is going to challenge you but that their parents have to sort of let them mm-hmm. and, and i'll say this to any administrator listen sometimes i feel like as an administrator the best thing i can do is get out of people's way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you come to me and you're like, hey, me and Andy are going to try this new lesson, I don't know how it's going to go, but if you hear the smoke alarm, it's probably legit. Like, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay, buddy. You yeah, know, uh-huh. that, that, as long as I stay out of the way and mm-hmm. let you fail, right. maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But if it doesn't work, I can't be there you know, casting judgment or saying, well, now all of a sudden you're a bad teacher. You've got to go back to this. Right. I've got to let you fail. Right, right. So sometimes young teachers need to fail. You don't want them to fail so bad that they, you know, (laughs) do long-term damage. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think it would be important for parents to let them, their kids fail sometimes. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, if you come in and say, hey, Ryan, I want to have a venomous snake petting extravaganza, (laughs) I'm probably going to tell you no. Uh (laughs) So when I say let your kid fail, you know, it's within some parameters. You're allowed to do things within parameters. Um, You cannot have a venomous snake petting (laughs) zoo. But not that there's anything wrong with venomous snakes. We just don't want them in our school. Uh Um, But let your kid fail. And and to kids, I would say, failure is not always a bad thing. No, you know. And I would I've said this before at, at a baseball practice when I coached, I wanted kids to push themselves where they failed. Mm-hmm. There's if you can do the drill and it's easy, you need to go a little bit harder. Yeah, like it, failure is a great teacher. Yeah, there's an acronym: first attempt in learning. Yes, that's what fail means. Yeah, and, and that's a you know kind of a great lesson don't be afraid to fail yeah and and i know that's hard as a kid you don't want to get embarrassed in front of your friends you don't right you know but 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 here but here at one high school i i I could speak when you do fail it is now up to you to do something about it because we have reassessments uh, in terms of a summative goes if you know you failed you have the opportunity to now get better you know this continuous improvement that we talk about and we preach well now you can actually do it and so, so, hey, if you don't do it, that's, that's your choice, right? Uh, we talked about choices in the last podcast, uh, you know, and sometimes there's a song that goes, bad decisions, they don't seem bad at the time. Well, you know, you've got you to live with some of those choices. So, uh, you know, gosh, it's, it's just a mentality in terms of complaining uh, and what you're complaining for uh, and, and how you do it uh, is certainly – not necessarily mentality, but it's but it's a it should be ingrained. Well, and there are things. Your first I mean, This thought. is important to remember from the, the everybody perspective mm-hmm. that in education we don't control, mm-hmm. and, and so this was a big thing, and, and I want to talk about this in detail a little bit later. But you you got to focus on things you control, mm-hmm. and w- as a kid, what you control is the amount of time you spend on it. Right. If when you walk out of the class. You don't ever open the book again or mm-hmm. you know, the notes or you don't do any of the stuff you were asked to do. Mm-hmm. And you get the result of a D, maybe even an F. It can't be the teacher's fault all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. It can't be the principal's fault. It can't be your parents' fault. You know, At some point, you've got to take some ownership of your side of it. Right. Same thing from the parent perspective. It can't be automatically 
the teacher's fault. Yeah. It can't automatically be somehow the school's fault, right? That that there is, if you don't, you, maybe the kid leaves school and they would rather go ride their four-wheeler. I don't know. <laughs> but if they never do anything that they've been asked to do outside of class or they don't listen when they're in class, you know, they're constantly sneaking their phone out or yeah. whatever, you know, there's a trade-off for that. And, and we could talk about maybe down the road a podcast on – at just classes in general of why kids take things at school. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the bottom line is you got to have to exist in life some basic reading, right? You got to be able to read. Yeah. You know, you got to be able to write. You've got to be able to do some basic math. Doesn't matter what profession you're going into, you've got to have a basic understanding of your body yeah. or how body systems work, you know, if you're going to be healthy. And so th- you've said this before there's got to be some trust. But there's also got to be, if it's going to be criticism or complaining, let's make it constructive. Yeah. Because we really do want to get better. Yeah. We do. Yeah. And so we'll take the feedback. Now, if the feedback comes with public service announcement and it's on, you know, social media somewhere, it, it, it we don't, at that point for us, we get painted into a corner. And so that's what we would want to kind of, caution parents about Mm -hmm. yeah so one of the other things that we deal with at school is attendance Mm -hmm. it it might be right now the the biggest issue and i understand that we just went through like a a pandemic and there was some leeway with attendance and covid and but attendance rates have have plummeted Yeah. yeah Specifically in, in our district, attendance rates have gone down. Mm-hmm. Are more people getting sick? Yeah, that could be part of it. Mm-hmm. I will tell you this, that pre-pandemic, our attendance rate was dropping. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. And so, one, what would you say to, let's say I'm that parent mm-hmm. that calls the school and I'm upset about your attendance policy. I want to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you say to that? Yeah. <laughs> well, the one of the greatest things that come out of uh, this, this pandemic thing would be remote learning. And we took that on, you know, head on. We failed at some things. Uh, we got better at some things. And I think that uh, students who do miss uh, at least now have the opportunity to to make up things very easily, mind you, on what on what we're seeing. Yeah, but there's no there's no substitute. There's no substitute for being what I've learned. What I've learned as a teacher, there's no substitute with a kid being face to face in front of me, versus trying to teach them online. Uh, there, it's just night and day in terms of what they can expect, uh, and getting help in a timely manner in a feedback way, right? Uh, you know, in, in our first year back uh, from COVID, it was kind of, we had a little mixture here and there just because of the, you know, we went blended a couple times and that sort of thing. And, and then last year we were total full on. And the last year we, we had to go through some growing pains again of how to do school again. But now the start of this year, 2022, uh, it's been great. Like, like you, you can just see it coming back a little bit. You can see the kids starting to, okay, I, I think I know what to expect now. It's not just sitting at home in my PJs anymore, push and play, and then letting it go, and then uh, i got to turn in something when it's all said and done, right? 
there's res there's real responsibility that's built in there. And, and so in terms of what what you would expect uh, attendance-wise, you need to come to school. Like, there's no substitution for it. There's no substitution for not being in school. Well, in some subjects, it just doesn't work unless you're here. Yeah. And let's use this example. We offer base level welding. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's like an introductory level. And some of that we target to sophomores. This is a whole educational, you know, we want them to, to kind of get a feel for, is this something that they like to do? They're mm -hmm. considering going to our career center, which has a remarkable welding program. Mm -hmm. Or are they just a guy like me who would like to be able to do it kind of for his own purposes and his garage, but doesn't really want to do it for a living. And yeah. either one of those is fine. Yeah. yeah. But that'd be real hard to do online. Mm -hmm. You know, it, are you going to get better at shooting a basketball yeah. by watching somebody do it on a video? Yeah. Or actually shooting a basketball? Right. 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 And, and so I think, you know, some classes, they could be effective online. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, yeah. I, I would, would say argue so. that, that, at least in our situation here, our staff is probably the greatest resource. Mm -hmm. Yes. That, that we want to get kids in front of people and we want to challenge them. Mm -hmm. So, but again, we understand that, that the way of the world is some things are going to online. Yeah. But I, here's what I will say I don't know about you, but I will speak for myself. I don't want to go to the brain surgeon that had all of his classes online. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, well, and here's another, here's a, here's a thing to think about too. Uh, just let's just take us out of school context here in, in out of school when you go to your job and this might be a cultural shift too, as we kind of go through the years here. But when you go to a job, the very first thing an employer might ask on your resume or, or call up somebody and say is, hey, did they attend school? How was yeah. their attendance? We yep. get that more than anything. Get that more than anything, right? And so they got to be reliable. You got to be reliable. If it shows you, if it shows whoever, you're going to be here. Like you're going to show up at least. You know, that's, that's a number one thing that you should be able to do without even thinking. <laughs> you think about that. Well, so, and, you know, we talked about last time that whole – like trades versus college, and we don't feel like it should be that way. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. if you are working, you know, one of the things your employer needs to know is, are you going to show up? Yeah. And that's true of me. Yeah. You know, I'm a direct supervisor to, you know, our staff here, you know, whether the teachers and non-teachers, I need people to come to work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's tough when you're down subs and, you know, we're – Education works differently if somebody's listening to this that's not in education. Yeah. They're like, what do you mean, subs? Yeah. But, um, it, it's just different. And so it's so important. And I, and I, I think this is an issue beyond attendance mm -hmm. that you and some of what this teaches to a kid are reliable. Yeah. That you can be consistent. Right. Yes. Because that's going to be required no matter what you do. And, and Dan mentioned when he was on the, the first two podcasts that kids are going to have, you know, six different jobs on average. And then we talked about Intel and, and things that, that we're sort of preparing kids to do. And, and we are going to talk about those in future podcasts. Mm -hmm. But that by showing up on a regular basis, you are setting yourself up to be consistent, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, and yeah. you're going to create a brand about yourself 
that says they can do the little things yeah. to be successful. And it, it just goes so far. And so that's what I would say from the kid perspective. You're creating a brand. Yeah. Yeah. Of yourself. Whether you like it or not, you are. Yeah. Okay. From the parent perspective, sometimes you're going to have to poke and prod and, and make them come to school. They're yeah. going to have to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, at some point, you probably don't want them living in your basement. You're a parent. <laughs> I'm a parent. Yeah. You know, I'm a grandparent. Love everybody, but I don't want them living in my basement forever. Right. right. Responsibility. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I would argue a lot that schools don't necessarily. It's not their job to teach responsibility. Mm -hmm. and, and that, again, is part of, a, I think, a larger podcast on on grading. Um, one of our future guests, I think, would be a great person to to talk about grading practices with. He's getting ready to retire from teaching. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've got a bunch of people lined up as guests coming up. Uh, and, and maybe that's something we'll talk about at the end of this particular podcast, just yeah. what we've got coming up next for people. But. Let's set that tone. Yeah, right that, right. that the little thing, and it seems very minor, attendance goes a long way. Yeah. Well, and, and it's interesting to think about that's, that's the, like the number one thing you can do, like just showing up for school, right? In the future, you talk about, well, I'm working from home. Okay, you're working from home, but you've got the responsibility part kind of goes in there. If you show up every day, you turn in all your work, that's your, that's your brand. Like, I can, you can ask me about every kid that's in my class. And I, and I do this, I, do the, I personally do this every year at the beginning of school. I go to the teachers that they had last year. And I go, hey, tell me about so-and-so. I go through my roster. There you, there's your brand right there. There's a snapshot of what they do. Do they show up? Uh -huh. They're not. They probably won't even be here all year long. You know, you get that. I get that as a teacher, and then I get some kind of, you know, okay, initial. Now, I'm careful not to prejudge this person. Sure. Uh, you know, I don't want to do that. But you're still continuing your brand, like you just said, throughout your career, throughout your high school, and it doesn't really didn't really matter how much you learned of English or how much you learned of science or whatever it was. It is. How well did you, were you responsible? Did you turn in your work? Did you do what you're supposed to do? You know, we can go, kind of go back to being coachable type thing if you want to go back to the, the, uh, the athletic realm of it. But that carries more weight than anything else uh, moving forward. Getting straight A's, well, how did you do that? You know, like, like, like what kind of person are you is, is more important, I believe, in my personal, than, than getting valedictorian and being a horrible person i mean <laughs> or not challenging yourself. or not challenging yourself right uh so you know i i think that kind of going back to this responsibility part within you know the complaining aspect of it uh what are you complaining for like 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 what is your what is your purpose like like uh i i think that your perspective is what we're really really looking at there in terms of your complaining like what lessons are you learning from whatever's happening to you do you from the lessons you learned you just complain about those le or do you actually try to learn something from those things uh you know bringing it back to where we, we are here with with the the purpose behind complaining so well and I, let's let's take that line you just said where you are and the purpose of complaining and let's talk about our last what we'll call major thing in education mm -hmm. and, and then we'll talk our listeners through some steps on on how to complain okay and, and let's talk about personnel for a minute. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. And, and I probably, again, this is in my top five. I kind of came up with these top, you know, four or five things that, that came up that, that I get as a high school principal with complaining. And so those are the, the things we talked about them here. But uh-huh. personnel comes up. And, and this is one that I have a hard time with because sometimes you have kids that I don't want to say you don't like because I, I don't know that I've ever encountered a kid that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Like, And I'm being completely honest. They're kids. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I, I said in the first very first podcast, they don't know anything about anything. Mm-hmm. Right. That, you know, and so if if a kid does something, I always look at that as a teachable moment. Right. Yeah. But I get a lot of complaints about personnel. And I and one of the things I want to say is, hey, in life, you're going to have to deal with people that at least don't think like you. I don't want to use the term like. Yeah. You've got to learn to deal with that. And school is a good place to do that because there you have some training wheels on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have some parameters that you have to that you have to abide by, of course. Uh, I, I think that. And, and for the for the kid brain, for the teenage brain who's not fully developed, be able to have some of those barriers and uh, maybe being able to experience some of that stuff. It's not a total bad thing, uh, you know, developing you as a person. But but the perspective would be tough to sometimes take, I think, when it comes down to personnel. Yeah, and I, th- I think what I would say to that kid that says, well, Mr. Weary doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah. Like it, so, it, it's their perceptive. In the very first part of the first podcast on complaining, we talked about your perception. Yeah. yeah. That that only fifty percent of what you complain about is accurate. The other fifty percent is your perception. Yeah. And in this case, this is your perception. But even if you believe that, in life, wherever you go uh-huh. not everybody's gonna like you right. and we understand that as adults we're okay with this yeah. yeah kids are not and i understand that too yeah so i i would say to that kid you know let's learn to work through it a lot of times it's just a disconnect on how people think mm-hmm. you know I, it's interesting for me and and this is not a good bad or indifferent it's just a general statement mm-hmm. that when i walk into the various subjects to observe teachers i evaluate teachers I can tell you without a doubt there is a difference in thinking from our building is divided into what we'll call five departments between English, math, science, social studies, and we call them exploratory because it's everything that doesn't fit in the other ones. Mm -hmm. There's a different way of thinking. Yes. And so it's interesting when I sit in a BLT meeting because I have all these different points of view. And, and BLT what, meaning uh, building leadership team. Thank okay. you for yes. that. Uh-huh. And and if you're on my BLT and you're listening to this, I'm going to give you some props <laughs> because that's such a high functioning group mm-hmm. in that we have everything you just talked about. We all trust each other. We may fight like crazy in there. Yeah. And it never goes beyond those walls. Yeah. Occasionally somebody might vent to a spouse or something, but it, it's they're pretty productive. But I, I get the 
like kind of fortune of sitting around a table with a bunch of people that don't think like me Mm -hmm. and we get to talk through things with kids, but, but for what's best for kids. Right. Right. But somehow I think that got lost Mm -hmm. that if I'm a kid and I have a teacher who doesn't think like me, the perception becomes they don't like like me. Yeah. It feels like an excuse more than anything else. Yeah, and that's not necessarily true. Yeah. yeah You're yeah. going to put a lot of different personalities into a classroom. And I think it makes teaching tough mm-hmm. at times because you're trying to go out and present material in a lot of different ways to, to create some engagement. And, and you're not going to be successful every day with every kid. So you got to rotate what you're doing, and you got to try to mix it up. But – before the kid complains, try to see it from the other point of view. Yeah. It's not a me versus you like we talked about in the beginning. Right. It's an empathy. It's an empathy Empathy. Thing. And we have an empathy deficit right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that parent calls and says, hey, my kid, they just can't learn from Ryan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, encourage them to, to kind of like what we talked back about with grading. Try to work it out. Yeah. Try to realize that. You're going to have to deal with people who have different perspectives on things. Yeah. Um, And I would say this as we kind of close out what we talked about complaining in education. I get a lot of complaints. There's like a buzzword right now that comes up a lot. This is the fifth and final one. And I added this one. It's not on the script. Mm -hmm. Bullying. Uh (laughs) Yeah. And, And we could do a whole podcast just on that. Yeah. It happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, we do everything we can to try to stop it, but it happens, and it happens, and it's different than. And I think a lot of times what people expect because the kid only has one side of the story, so they tell mom, you know, this person Timmy again, mm-hmm. he's a bad Poor kid, um, called me a dirty sock. Mm-hmm. They leave out the part where they knocked Timmy's tray off the table. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, and so I think a lot of times, hey, bullying does occur. There is a point where if it's going on and your kid hasn't told anybody, as a parent, you need to step in. Yeah. Period. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. But I think it's important to, to talk to your kid and get the perspective of both sides. It's important to let your kid come talk and then stay off social media about it. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. You know, to, to say, like, I'll give you a great example. This happened, by the way. So this is a, a real-life <laughs> example. I had a kid who was having some issues at school. They had been to a couple schools. And she said, everywhere I go, there's just a whole bunch of drama. Yeah. And I I looked at her with a straight face and I said, okay. I said, I want you to, I want to ask you, I want to ask you this question. What is the common factor? You've been this, we were her third school in two years. Mm. What is the common factor? And she kind of looked at me and I was like, you're the only one that's been all three places. (laughs) And I didn't say that to attack her. Right. Right. I said that as a point of awareness. And you know what? She had a pretty good run the next two years. Ended up graduating, you know. Yeah. Um, but it, it's so it gets so convoluted when 
we, we're not patient enough to let the process work, mm-hmm. which we talked about in the other podcasts on complaining. So I just, from the student perspective, you need to try to work it out yourself. Yeah. yeah. Right. But there is a time where you need to tell somebody. Yeah, absolutely. From the parent perspective, once it makes it to you, ask a bunch of questions to your kid. Yeah. You know, encourage them to, to seek out an adult that can help them. Yes. Right. Um, and then realize that because of FERPA, which we talked about, uh-huh. you may not know what the school did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I mandate counseling for people all the time. Yeah. All the time. Like, hey, in lieu of this, you're going to go do this. Because discipline and punishment are different. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. yeah. But Well, and let's understand something, too, that as an administrator, you are going to make, if you become aware of it, you are going to make contact and and have some kind of, hey, we're handling the situation. You know, I, I want I want them to make sure that you're not just being like, oh, they'll just handle it on their own, right? I mean, there's going to be some kind of email or call home or something in that situation, being like, we're aware of the situation. We're, we're looking into handling it. That's pretty much all you can say. Is that yeah, yeah. just I, to make I, sure we're clear? Sometimes can't use a lot of names. Yeah. But, you know, if it gets reported, we will investigate, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you that from the administrator side. If it gets reported, we will investigate. Yeah, and if, I'm and not if, saying what the findings will be. Right. But if, it, but if it's one of those things where, uh, you know, Susie and Timmy here, again, haven't reported it, but, oh, the school's not doing anything about it, and you're just unaware. Yeah, we get that a lot. Yeah. And, and here's what I would say. I can't fix things I'm not aware of. I'm yeah. good, but I'm not that good. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. And so. Just keep yeah. that in mind, and I know I kind of uh, ad-libbed that on yeah. there. <laughs> but so as we get ready to close out part two of complaining, mm-hmm. let's, you know, we identified the problem. We talked through a couple different, you know, specific with education, um, different ways to approach them. But let's just give everybody listening like five or six things that they could do to complain the right way. Mm-hmm. Because like we've said before, with every – issue that we've talked about sometimes there are legitimate things that people need to complain about yeah 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 things uh you know you, you start with okay is this is this something i should complain about right that, that's kind of like you know be sure you, you should complain when is it appropriate to complain so there's a list. Here's a list for you, all right, of controllables versus uncontrollables. Yeah, and those are great things to talk about right yeah, now. Yeah, and, and so here, here are, here's a list of unco- uh, uncontrollables, and this, this has everything in it, okay? First one, if we're talking like athletic-wise, opponents, can't control. Can't control officials. You can't control the other crowd. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had to deal with parents getting in fights with other parents even. But you can't control the other crowd. You can't control what they're saying to your kid. You can't control coaches. You can't control teammates. These are all things that you, as a, either a player or a parent, can't control, right? You can't control other parents. You can't control play, friends, playing time, injuries, travel delays, scheduling conflicts, the weather. You, you talked about the weather at, at one point in time, right? Uh, the playing surfaces, the conditions, the media, the academic demands. You just can't control those things. Now, things that you can't control. Hold on control. one second. Okay. What I will say, let me add on. Mm-hmm. A lot of times in education, you get, well, 
we shouldn't even have to take physical science. Mm -hmm. Why do we take history? One, you're not looking at the big picture. Right. You know, those who don't learn history are doomed to repeat it. You know, there's a lot of things in there that will explain why. And I could give you the value of taking a history class or physical science or biology. But there's also the state of Ohio says you have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uncontrollable. Uncontrollable. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Our board has regulations. Board of Education. Our Board of Education. Mm -hmm. Kids and parents don't control that. Now, can you properly try to influence change in what our board can control? Yes. Yes. They're elected officials. You know, yes, there's a right way to go about that. Mm -hmm. There's a right way to, you know, make change at the state level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they're uncontrollable till that happens. Right. If your kid's in school right now, they've got a set criteria of graduation of credits and everything they got to do for testing and seals and there's a bunch of stuff yeah. to it to get the diploma yeah. well you don't control it you got to do it yeah. if you want to graduate you got to do it yeah you know hey parents you don't control our attendance policy yeah it, it, it's uncontrollable it's uncontrollable though. yeah um yeah. you know there's some things right now and this is not just our district but statewide it could even be countrywide i don't know i haven't researched it but we have a transportation issue mm-hmm. and, and our people in transportation work their tails off mm-hmm. Okay, from from our transportation director, assistant director, bus drivers. They work like crazy, but they're shorthanded. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they they can't control being shorthanded. They can only control how they react to it. And they've done a really good job of getting kids to school in some very difficult circumstances. Yeah. It may cause the bus. To be a little bit later. Yeah. Or it may need to be a little bit earlier. And they've been communicating out about that. But it's uncontrollable yeah. from the parent side. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's probably been complained about a lot lately. Would be that. And at least personally again, here at Warren High School. Uncontrollable. Yeah. Something and, we can't control. One of the things yeah. that I've learned in my job is that a lot of times people will complain about having school. Yeah. Period. <laughs> in the old building, we didn't have AC. Well, it's too hot. Okay. Well, it's too cold. Well, it snowed a little bit. You know, you don't control whether we decide to have school or not. Right. 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 Yeah. It's uncontrollable. Yeah. Now you may decide, hey, I'm not, I'm not sending Timmy today. Hey, Timmy misses a lot of school. It, Timmy, and Susie's not a very you. good kid. We're gonna turn but, Timmy around. You know, you may decide not to do that. There. Okay. But there are consequences. It's a trade-off. Yeah. yeah. But it's uncontrollable. Yeah. Okay. So I think that would be a big thing that, that we say with complaining. Don't complain about things you don't control. Right. But there are things you do control. But there are things, yes. So, so here's, here's a list of controllables. I want you to think about this as you think about, you know, complaining, that sort of thing. Number one, effort. Number one, your attitude. As a, as a parent, uh, you know, the, these top two things I have, I've had conversations with. Uh, with with my own kids, you know, what's your effort like? What's your attitude going into this? Your mindset, your focus. How much commitment do you have? Your communication. Those are things you can control. Is your communication like we talked about before with parent, with teachers and parents and kids? Your composure. Uh, your diet. Your rest. How you know how you're treating your body. You know how you prepare. Your reactions to things, you know, you talk about E plus R equals O. I think we yeah, did that we in another podcast, right? Your effort plus your response equals your outcome. So you get to control the effort. 
you get to control the response to see what that outcome is going to be. These are all things you can control. So when you talk about complaining, take a step back, look at the big picture, look for the positives, and yeah. honestly look for the things that you can control, and then that, that's, that's, your, that's your avenue. Well, and I shared with you in the, the first podcast a situation that I reacted poorly to. Mm-hmm. Period. I reacted poorly. And, and I can tell you that I controlled my actions, mm-hmm. and, and I, my actions were poor. Mm-hmm. My reaction was poor. I didn't control the umpire. You mentioned that, and you're uncontrollable. Yeah. You know, I reacted poorly. Um, thankfully, there wasn't much of an outcome other than I was embarrassed by my actions and had to later seek out that official and apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, he was very receptive and and we now have a a good relationship so credit to him Mm -hmm. but you know i think sometimes it's really important to look at here's controllables here's uncontrollables but then look at the big picture yeah Uh, the transportation issue was a great one because if you look at the big picture we got to get all the kids to school Yeah. Yeah. so that may mean while we're short that your kid gets picked up a little earlier gets home a little bit later. Right. But they're going to get to school. Yeah. Because that, that's going on not just on one route. It's going on on a bunch of routes. Yeah. So, and again, anybody listening, our people have been working their tails off on it. So this is not a, a criticism at them. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just one of those things that it's, it's not controllable. But look at the big picture. Mm-hmm. Look at everything going on. Uh, you know, we get a lot of conflict in, in facility use here because our facilities are, are great and everybody wants to use them. And it's like, hey, we have a master schedule. We've got a guy in charge of it. You know, let's look at the big picture that if you have a last-minute change, yeah. you're, you're not going to get the time that you want right. because it's already taken. Right. You know, that, that you have to kind of step back and instead of complaining, oh, I couldn't get the gym. Yeah. Y- yeah, you couldn't get the gym because somebody else is already in there. You yeah. Know? So yeah. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. But I would say, so we understand controllable, uncontrollable, big picture, kind of all go in, like, whether you should or should not complain. Yeah. Okay, so be sure you should. That would be advice number one. That's number one. Number two, reach out to the person directly responsible for the issue. And we talked about this. Let's go back to the the teacher-student-parent example. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're a parent listening or you're a student listening, like directly calling the principal because you had a conflict with a teacher is not the correct first step. Right. 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 The correct first step is to call that teacher. That's where the conflict is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, would, I would kind of bring that to, um, you know, if you are listening to other people um, complain, if you're in this aspect, right, Uh and you want you want to fact check that that's part of that that's part of that reaching out okay am i getting the facts from the person who is actually dealing with here or am i going behind that person and trying to get facts from people that might not know what the heck they're doing well and the worst big, the worst thing is i heard yeah. anytime something starts with i heard mhm oh, yeah look out like put yourself on alert right yeah. That, yeah. that it might not be the fact yeah and and i would add too to this like who does that – who do you hang around? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. 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 Like, think of – I want you to think, if you're listening to this right now, think of the top three people 
that you hang around and listen to? Like, who do you take advice from? Because we all listen to somebody. We all listen to somebody. So take a, take a register of that. Who are the top three people? If you're, a, if you're a parent, is it your mom? Is it your dad? Is it your grandpa? Is it your best friend? Is it just your peers? I mean, who, who are you listening to? And then take, take a little bit of a poll of, okay, where are they at? Like, what are they, what are they doing? You know, what have, what have they done? What kind of, what's their life like? You know, this is, this is like a self-evaluation time here where you're, you need to look and see where you're coming from and, and where you're getting your facts and who you're hanging out with. Uh, you know, those, those are important things. Um, so when you get to the point to where you just heard, well, yeah, you know, that's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Get the facts. Get the facts. Yeah. Yeah, and and so you're dealing with the person directly responsible, not yep. doing the I heard. Yeah. You're getting the facts, like I told you, we were dealing with litter box rumors in yep. the school, yep. mm-hmm. and I appreciated the people who called me. Yeah. I don't understand the people who have talked to people that work here, and they say, yeah, we don't have them, and they're like, oh, you're lying. Yeah. Or I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Um, but, you know. So yeah, that's that's number that's number yeah, two. It's so, but a lot of times getting the facts will take care of the problem. You'll, you'll oh, I understand. Or you'll at least understand why things are the way they are. You may not still agree, right? And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But you'll at least have some understanding of why. Yes. Yeah. Agree to disagree is a big thing. Yeah. That's a big maturity thing that we can we can well, go through. It's so let's take this to to number three, the third piece of advice we're giving if you're going to complain is don't make accusations. We, when we kind of set this up early when we talked about, like, nobody's out to get you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Yeah. They're, they're not. Like, you know, there's, we don't set out to, in our school to target kids. Like, we're not out to get them. Right. So, so don't be accusational. Yeah. Simply just talk about why. Like, yeah. if you're just nice. It goes a long way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get and get the perspective. Like you, like we kind of mentioned the big picture thing. It kind of goes through that first. I would ask the question. Tell me what's what happened. What is your side of this particular situation? Yeah. Right. And in doing that, at least you're getting a perspective, and you're not putting them in defense mode. Right. You're you're not making accusations. And so I, I deal a lot of times with people who are angry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And. They'll come in and, and pick whatever issue they're angry about, and I'll be like, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right out of the gate. I can see why you're upset. C- can I talk to you a little bit about you know, some things that, that you might not know? Yeah. Or I can shed some light on it. And most of the time, 99% of the time, I can get them to at least understand where we're coming from now and that goes back to some of the impatience we talked about with social media yeah that people get impatient yeah but a lot of times it leaves not always i need to be clear Mm -hmm. but a lot of times they leave on good terms but i tend to if somebody i tend to listen more Mm -hmm. if somebody is not accusational and they're just really nice yeah i i tend to be a little more open back and forth with them and not be as guarded yeah. if they can just come in and do that. Yeah. Or if you get a phone call, you know, you get a phone call and it's, and it's irate. It's just like, okay, well, yeah, I don't I know. Let them calm down a little bit before I calm back. Yeah. If they're really nice. Yeah. I, I generally call them back as quickly as I possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go for number, number four here. Um, 
Uh, again, we've kind of already hit this, so I don't know how much we want to spend on this too, but avoid social media complaining. Again, social media has its place. Uh, social media is part of our culture uh, in terms of how we communicate with people. But the way that you approach it, like we talked about before, uh, I think uh, is, is important. Yeah, you, it is. You, you can't we, have an explanation on, on social media. We talked about piling on a little bit. Yeah. And, and the thing that I would say about social media, and I think, you know, it, again, it has its good uses. It, it has its bad uses. But you said this earlier. I can't remember if it was this podcast or the previous one. But it's generally used by people who, who want attention mm -hmm. versus actually addressing an issue. Remember, from the first one, complaining – the, the true, like, purpose of complaining is to fix something. Right. right. Yeah. And, and I don't know that that's the intent of social media. Yeah. Come with a solution, not just a complaint. Yeah. The arrows on the ground. I mean, that's a, that's a solution of how you'd solve whatever you're complaining yeah. about. And that's, and that's great. That's great. I think that's a perspective, too, to kind of add in there a little bit. Uh, I don't know if that's four or five or even. But, you know, ha having that um, understanding, and this goes back to social media is just it tends to be the symptom that we see right now. Mm -hmm. um, and, and there's some underlying issues, but, but it is the symptom that, that pops up have some patience. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. You, you don't have to just pop off as soon as you read something. Right. Well, if I'm upset and again, other than the very poor example after a baseball game, mm -hmm. um, I generally like take a walk. I go talk to people, you know, then I'll come back. And if I've drafted an email, I'll come back and reread it and be like, oh, okay, you know, I need to switch the tone of that. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things I've done with, with staff now and this came, comes from some feedback I got. I don't send anything negative by email. Mm -hmm. right. I just don't do it. Yeah. Because yeah. then they're reading in. So let alone negative on social media. Yeah. And I will give the staff, the, the people that I work with, a ton of credit. Yeah. Because in the, the 10 years that I have been a building level administrator, I have not dealt with a staffer complaining about me on social media. And I can't give them enough credit for that. Yeah. That, that simply if there's an issue, I think they, for the most part, trust me to come talk to me. Yeah. And I would want that same thing out of parents and kids. Right. And, and this, uh, so this kind of reminds me, uh, you know, if, you, if you, you draft a letter or if that top, those top three people we were talking about, yeah. involve one of them. Like we can learn something from the old way, yeah. right? Which is we had our gossip pockets. And so, but it, uh, it only went between you and them. That's where, if you don't want to start on social media, the great place to start is just with that other person you trust. And, yes. and so, because that, you know, you generally have a calm down aspect of that. Uh, and so, that's a great place instead of spouting off on social media. Start with your top, start with some of your top three people. And right. so, let me add this in mm -hmm. as, a, as a fifth way. Okay. Avoid complaining based on a rumor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So, and we talked about this, but well, I heard is not a good way to start a conversation. Mm -hmm. and, and best example out there right now is, is litter boxes in schools. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it again, 
and if you're just listening to this, we talked about this on, I think, every episode of the podcast now. <laughs> It'll but eventually it, go away. Don't yeah, worry. But it has been debunked across the country. Yeah. So that's an important. So it's not happening here. Yeah. It never has happened here. It's never been asked of me yep. to put yep. one in. So I've never actually told anybody no. Yeah. They've never actually asked. <laughs> but yet, that rumor's all over the place. Mm-hmm. And, and I appreciate if, if you're a, from another district, uh, a parent, a grandparent, a kid, if somebody's asked me about it, I appreciate that because I got a chance to, to say no. Mm-hmm. But that I heard or a social media mm-hmm. source mm-hmm. might not be the best idea. Yeah. Yep. You know, it kind of goes back to the one we talked about. Start with the person who can actually do something about it. Yeah. In a calm manner. Yeah. Be in, nice. In a calm manner. Be nice. Yeah. And you'll get, but you'll be amazed at how far you'll get. That's, that's the thing. You know, I, I'm so more, much more willing to work with somebody who's willing to work with me. And I think that's the relationship we're trying to build between parents, students, and teachers yeah. is, is, a, is a co-working relationship. You know, I can't help you if you, uh, you know, don't help yourself, but I can't help you if I don't know. Well, and, and so the way you approach that. Teachers. Developing Administrators. That. We all, parents, all have the same goal. That we want what's best for that kid. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, it. it and I can, I can also talk as a, um, as a, as a, as a parent. Uh, and, and a teacher, I became so much better of a teacher when I became a parent. Yeah, me too. Uh, and, and that's that's tough to do with with younger teachers, you know, nowadays uh, who who might not have kids and that sort of thing. But to get that perspective, uh, that that's helping, you know, with the empathy aspect of it. And so uh, I know if I had a problem with my with my child, I. Uh, I put myself in, the, of course, the shoes of the teacher, which was easy for me because I was already there, right? But man, I became so much better. Because I, then I was, as a, as a younger teacher, I think I was more like afraid to talk to parents. Yeah. Because I felt the judgment, right? The judgment that maybe came around with it. But now as a parent, I knew what shoes they were in and how they were feeling and how I could be like, okay, if this was my kid, how would I want a teacher to approach me? Yeah. And so I, I think that that was a, that's a big, that's a big just, I don't know how you get past that as a young teacher. No, but, but I think, you know, you go back to, Let's just avoid using social media as a source. Mm-hmm. You know, no rumors. Deal directly with the people. Mm-hmm. And I promise, like Dan said in his podcast or when he was on our podcast, that, that if you make that initial call, mm-hmm. it's going to be better in the long run. It yes. may be a little uncomfortable, yeah. but it's going to be a little uncomfortable early versus a lot uncomfortable later. Yeah, right. And so finally, be proactive. The, yeah. the last thing I think I really want to say uh, about complaining before we – we get into maybe some final thoughts on it. The mm-hmm. sixth thing mm-hmm. about how to complain mm-hmm. is, is I want to encourage people not to assume bad intentions. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this. We've kind of hit on it mm-hmm. that mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just that they're mistakes. They're accidental. Yeah. It is not intentional. Yeah. And that sometimes you may disagree with a decision as a student, as a parent, as a teacher, even sometimes as an administrator, it doesn't make that decision wrong. Mm-hmm. That's tough to swallow sometimes, too. It is. Yeah. But I, I also know sometimes I've made decisions that are wrong. I've gotten some input and thought, man, okay, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, I think it's important 
just to not ever assume somebody's out to get you, me versus you. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. 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 So, so I think, uh, I think one of the most interesting things that uh, came out from when you did this talk with kids was the weeks, months that fell, followed when they saw you in the hall were like, I'm not complaining, but, you know, <laughs> type thing. And so I think just awareness, awareness is a big thing. Uh, and just knowing this right here, I, I think would go a long ways in developing that trust relationship. Uh, I think my parting thoughts, I think if, if as we close this down, we would encourage people to be grateful. Yeah. That, that, you know, if you're just nice, it can go a long way. Yeah. That if you can be patient and you're going to have to practice it, maybe it starts when you're driving. Yeah. Just yeah. practice it because it, it's a learned skill. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and we talked about kind of the difference in, you know, when we were a kid versus now. So practice being patient. Think before you speak slash post. Mm -hmm. Right. Think through, you know, what is my goal here? Yeah. Why am I doing this? I would add the empathy piece into that, yeah. too. Put yourself in their shoes. If I post this, if this was about me, what would I think about that? You know, that, that's, that's an empathy piece that really probably would deter whatever you're saying, if it's, the, if it's negative, to do, if you put yourself in that situation. And then finally, let's just, while we're, while we're there, a lot of times posting on social media, is not necessarily intended to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. It's attention seeking. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we had talked previously that, that right now, for whatever reason, everybody with Google and Facebook thinks they're an expert on everything. Yeah. And so just sometimes judging that source will go a long way. Yes. Um, so I think for me, that about wraps it up on complaining. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, I do want to, as we kind of close this out, encourage our listeners. We have some really cool guests coming up. I don't know necessarily the order mm -hmm. they will be in um, just because of schedules. But, uh, you know, Jim Mahoney's going to be on, who, who might be like the godfather of education in <laughs> southeast Ohio. Yeah. Um, Dr. Stephanie Starcher from, from up to Fort Fry, the superintendent's going to be on coming up. Um, Dr. Anthony Huffman from the Career Center is going to be on. Um, you know, we've talked to a, a, a guy from Nebraska, Tim Hodges, mm -hmm. that I think is going to be on. And, and that'll be a really cool, like, lesson for students and parents on some things that, that are out there that they could do. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited yeah. about some things we've got coming up. Yeah. I, I hope that you guys listening to us sort of talking about complaining got a little bit out of it even though it was just ryan and i this yeah. time versus mm. <laughs> uh some guest but uh you know here in a couple of weeks uh we'll have mr mahoney on it could potentially be dr starcher first i'm not sure yet mm -hmm. um again we're just lining up people's schedules yeah but uh i think we've got some really cool things in store uh for people in the education world yeah and, and if you have uh like suggestions or if you have questions uh, again, hit us up on hit you up on on Twitter, Twitter or you can email uh, either one of us. It's Admin on Twitter. Maybe we'll start a Twitter just for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good one. Um, yeah, uh, but if you again wanted to hit up uh, me or, or Mr. Lemley here, uh, you know, you can email me. It's probably the best way to get a hold yeah. of me. Ryan dot at warnlocal dot org. That would be a great place to uh, to do that. If you have any questions or if you just are curious about some things, 
Um, but, uh, yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to do this. Don't know where it's going to go. And, frankly, I don't really care because yeah, that's fun to do. Fun. You know, it's uh, awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. And uh, tune in next week to Ryan and Ryan Education Today.